Testing, testing. <laughs> Third time's the charm, as they say. Can you see me? Can you hear Mic me? Mic check. I can hear you. I can see you. You <laughs> exist to me. I see you. I hear you. <laughs> I'm with you. All right. That was really a testament to our abilities in using technology. It didn't go that well. <laughs> That's I okay. mean, I didn't expect it We're to. We're here but... now. I mean, something always has to go wrong when we start recording this podcast, so it's fine. Every time, every time. <laughs> One day we may but get we're here it, now. but today's not that day. Today's not that day. <laughs> I don't expect that day to come anytime no, soon. No, me either. How are you? I miss you. I'm good. I'll see you in five days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Are you coming on Friday or Saturday? Probably Saturday morning. Okay. Okay, perfect. It's my hope. Okay. What are you going to wear on Saturday night? I have no idea. You have to look cool. Not a freaking clue. I have to figure that out. Do you know what you're wearing? No. no, I was gonna base it off of what you're okay, wearing. Okay, well, I don't have an idea yet. I mean, there's several options. Like, there's several different ways I could go about this, and we could go about this. Like, do we look like really, really cool and like go kind of balls to the wall, or, or do we just like be like chill casual? I mean, chill casual, I've... but also still cool. Oh, I was gonna say I'm leaning towards balls to the wall. Like, I feel like we should like get a fun dinner. Well, yeah. Like at a cool, fancy place. Like, I want to wear, like, I was like, do I wear my heels from our photo shoot? Maybe. I'm not wearing my heels to a concert. I'm excited, nonetheless. Me too. How are you doing? How are things? I'm good. This week can't go by any quicker because the sooner it's over... The sooner we're together. The sooner I'm there. I got a I ring know, light. Really can't wait a can you tell? It looks, it looks phenomenal. I can really, really Whoa. crank it up. It's got, we've Whoa. got a variety of different settings. Okay, Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Avatar way of water. <laughs> You're so blue. If I was green, I would die. Um... <laughs> Okay, going back to warm lighting, cranking it down a bit. Yeah, you have to. Sorry, please go back to the warm lighting. I can't deal with I could not look at you that long with the blue light. Does, who looks good with that blue light on? I just like... I Name one person. Like, That's not Jake Sully. don't understand like why it even exists because never in my life have I wanted a cool white light. Like even in my Ever. home, I am using... No. Warm, the warmest of warm lights. bulbs in every single outlet that I own. So, yeah, manufacturers just know that no one wants that unless you do. And I would love to meet that person who does. Please, they're probably so beautiful, in which like no lighting could do them wrong. That's probably so true. But two ugly girls over here, not us, Eh, not us. Anyway, you guys are lucky now that we're on YouTube. I, I showered and brushed my hair before hopping on the pod because people have to look at our faces now i did brush my hair today and i put some dry shampoo in it but i did put on a little makeup before this (laughs) just so oiled my face get ready with me to do the podcast you oiled your face yeah i always oil my face oh really i use a squalene oil for the podcast no just for my moisturizer 
I took, <laughs> like I took a shower. I thought you were like, I wanted to look extra oily no. for the podcast. They're like, you're like, because we're on YouTube, I had to oil my face. And I was like, that feels like very opposite to like, I feel like what most people would do to go on camera. <laughs> no, I'm my moisturizer. I just, you know, I want to look dewy. Dewy's in. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Glass skin. <laughs> Glass skin. I'm really, Paper I'm bones. really matte right now. Guys, this is not a Formula One podcast. This is a skincare. Skincare. Podcast. Get ready with me. If you want me to drop the links to my skincare, just let me know. I'll drop them in the comments below. Anyway, um, welcome to TG1F. An F1, F1 podcast. podcast. With me, Kate. And me, Nicole. This is our show. This is our podcast. This is our life. One week out from the and rebrand and we're really feeling ourselves. We're really feeling great. I feel like so far so good. People yeah. seem excited. I'm excited. Last week we recorded this and we hadn't even done it yet, so we didn't even know if people were going to care at all. <laughs> I know. But they do. <laughs> they care. <laughs> Thanks so much for caring, and, guys. And a lot of you seem excited to watch the stuff on YouTube. So yeah, I'm excited to start you know, getting more content there so you guys can, like I said, see our beautiful faces once a week. So obviously we will be together next week. So if you guys have any like YouTube content you want from us while we're together for a whole week, let us know because we are notoriously bad Mm -hmm. at creating content while we're actually together. So (laughs) give us a to-do list. Like we have ideas and then we just sit in our sweats on the couch all day and (laughs) we actually are like, what if we didn't film content? How about that? What if we just were the two ugliest lumps (laughs) for an entire week and we didn't do anything? So if you guys have, like give us a to-do list, like give us requests and we'll see what we can do i'm not gonna i'm not gonna promise i'm not making promises but i'm not making promises but i'll make a promise to try to try exactly yeah we might even get some fun Um, girl scout honor i promise to try we also might get a fun camera to be to be able to actually like do video content yeah like that'd be fun yeah so we have a lot of plans we're planners we have a lot of things (laughs) that we're trying to do we're trying we'll see we'll see we'll see but Enough about us and our lack of planning. <laughs> the big news here is that F1 is F1 is back. back. F1 is back. We watched a real live race this past weekend. It didn't feel real to me. Like we had been waiting no, I... so long that I was like, <laughs> this is just another episode of Drive to Survive. I know. It was I know it was very crazy. But like he like turning on even just practice and like qualifying mm-hmm. and hearing the cars, I got like I had like a visceral reaction. Yeah. Like I like physically felt giddy just like hearing them. I was like, I'm tearing up. <laughs> Tears in me eyes. I know. It was it was funny because like I was upstate with Lily mm-hmm. and we watched we spent the whole weekend together and we like watched practice on Friday and like turned on the pre-show two hours like on f1 tv like two hours before the race started really you know we're so desperate for content when we're watching two hours of the (laughs) pre-show you know that's when you know and we're like we don't even care like whatever they're gonna throw away like we're just eager for the i'm happy for (laughs) i'm happy about it whatever you want to give me i'll eat it up it was so good but yeah i feel like so i can't really i can't really tell if so the race I felt like was a little bit like lackluster, hundred percent. But I also don't know if that was on me and maybe on everyone for like hyping it up in my head, where I was like, first race, it's gonna be amazing." And then it was just like kind of boring, and I was like, "Did I do that to myself?" Like, 
did I hype this up too much? I mean, I think unless you were a Red Bull fan or a Fernando Alonso fan, I think the race was pretty boring for you. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I feel like all right. There's so much to talk about with it. That's not even just like race recap. There's just like things to discuss. Yeah. First of all, what the fuck? Who cursed Esteban Ocon? I just, who cursed this man? Like, who did he hurt? Who did he hurt? I could not believe every five seconds. I'm like, again, Esteban, <laughs> what's going on, buddy? Like, he just got penalties for his penalties and penalties for not doing his penalties right. And I was just like, Esteban, what's happening? I just was like, is his team like, is it everyone's first day on the job? Like, like what's, what's going, going on? on? Like, why does no one know? how to serve a penalty on this team. Is it because they're not used to them? Like, what's the deal? It was was insanity. Because I'm like, how many races have you started in your life? Mm-hmm. Like, so many. And, like, you were just like, what if I put my toes across the line this time? What if I just gave myself a couple extra inches? Nope, penalty. Goes into the, goes into the pit to serve his penalty. They said, fuck the penalty. We're just working on the car right away. Another penalty. <laughs> goes back to serve that penalty does it right speeds in the pit lane gets another (laughs) and it was like they just kept making it worse because like they were like a bitch won't learn it was like five second penalty at first 10 second penalty for the second one and then 15 seconds for speeding they were just like learn double it and give it to the next guy they were basically like like, just please oh my god (laughs) it was so funny i felt bad for him well my prediction was i like we went over some predictions and i literally thought that esteban was gonna do better than pierre this weekend which i was like i think esteban's gonna do higher than pierre which it well, was then he looking, <laughs> yeah it was looking like he was going to until he got penalty after penalty after penalty because pierre was having a rough go at it as well yeah because obviously because pierre got his time deleted mm-hmm. in qualifying mm-hmm. so he was supposed to qualify what like p16 or 17 yeah. or something and then he got his lap time to lead us so he was p20 so then, was yeah he like, started from the very back and i was like all p tough tough look for for pierre this weekend but then he ended up doing better points. than esteban anyway so i was you know they're fighting you know esteban pancakes. is punching a wall yeah, he's pushing. He's pushing Pierre. He pushed Pierre in the garage like he did to Max. <laughs> he's he, no like Max did to him. You mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like everyone get out of my way. Salad fingers coming through. I'm dead. But okay. So here's another thing that so something that we always talk about on this podcast specifically is the witchcraft that goes on yes. in Formula One. Mm-hmm. Like we're witches, obviously, and people have a lot of like very witchy energy. We have Giada, who's like queen bitch witch who was cursing charles we have a new witch on the scene and that man's name is daniel motherfucking ricardo <laughs> if there's one person that I gives off wear, witch energy right now i have to wear my ricardo you, shirt today you had because, to for like from the flames of hell like because yes. that man said he was like giving the like the elmo the <laughs> elmo meme <laughs> Like, rising from the flames, like, that's Danny Rick right now. Like, if there's one person that's giving off a witch energy, it's Daniel Ricardo because he cursed McLaren. He cursed McLaren. He said, you thought You'll I've the been day. saving up 
this witchy brew. He's been listening and I'm to us and working on his manifest minutes. And he's yeah. every Monday he says, "Fuck whatever you guys are manifesting. I'm manifesting the downfall of McLaren." And babes, it worked. You did it. You did the damn thing, Danny. Because that- thank God, thank you know what. Despite Danny not being on the grid this year, thank God I do not have to watch him in a McLaren car this season. Because <sighs> literally, he is just swimming in his money. I would have been devastated if I had to watch Danny race in that first race. Literally, if I had to see him in Piastri's car and DNF his first race with McLaren of the season, I would have been like, "I'm done. I'm done. I'm so out. You don't even know." Yeah, like, and then let's talk about Lando. Six pit stops to try and hobble him to the end of the race. It was he was so a, he was over a minute behind. It was so Hulkenberg. embarrassing. He was the was he or the Magnuson. only one lapped? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. But he was yeah. He was over a minute behind the Haas. Like <laughs> that's so embarrassing for you, Lando. Like that's so embarrassing. Like seeing them. Like I just feel like he and Esteban were competing for like who can be in the pit <laughs> the most, most times. <laughs> And for longest, like S1's like, I got a 15 second penalty. And then I was like, guess what? I'm going to be in here for 15 seconds too, plus three seconds. Like he's like, I'm going to be in here for 15 seconds longer than you are. Like just having them like charge the car every time. I was so embarrassed. It was really something to behold. And, you know, I'm surprised that they didn't just DNF, but I guess it, I, it's, they needed. it's better if you finish the race, even if you're finishing last. But I was just like, I cannot believe this shit show that is McLaren right now. Like, how did you it's get it like, so wrong? And it's really sad because, like, knockoff Cyril is pretty hot. Mm-hmm. You know? Andrea Stella or whatever his name is. Andrea Stella, yeah. yeah. I still think that Andrea Stella, the best thing I can think of is, like, Andrea Stella. And this is, I feel, I feel in my bones this is so, so accurate. Andrea Stella is if John Bernthal was playing Cyril in a movie. True. 100%. 100% that's who he is. Co-signed. Can't convince me otherwise. No, co-signed. You've never... When I meet him someday, I'm going to be like, what's up, John? He's going to be like, well, it's not my name. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, mm, it is. In, in my mind, it is. How is playing Cyril? How's it going? <laughs> John, we know <laughs> it's you. Like, what's we happening? know your method acting. You're really good at it. you're really good at it. Well, he's really bad at it because look what happened. Look what happened. Yeah, so I think that, like, or, okay, second thought. Mm -hmm. Is Danny the witch or is Cyril the witch? Mm -hmm. Because Cyril loves Danny Mm -hmm. too much. He's like, I'm never going to, like, I'm going to hurt him a little bit, but not too bad. And then he used his powers to kind of get Danny out of there. And once Danny was out of there, he's like, okay, unleashing my powers (laughs) to take McLaren to the ground. I like to to believe that it was Danny. I think it's a little boring. Maybe they got together. To do voodoo. I think they voodoo for sure have chatted at least. Yeah. They're like, how can we ruin Zach Brown's life? And I just was, <laughs> I was LOLing when everyone was like, oh, I feel bad for Lando. I feel bad for Lando. And I'm like, what did he say to Danny? Or about Danny. I yeah. don't have sympathy for I him. I don't have sympathy for him. Guess what? Oh, how the tables have turned. Oh, how oh, the turntables. how the turntables, as they say. <laughs> as they say. <laughs> There was just, like, so much. Because then, like, Alonzo, which absolutely, like, I feel like Alonzo is one of those, like, zombies in the zombie movies that just, like, refuses to die. You know what I mean? 
I was just dead. Like, you can't hold me back. And he just like keeps coming and keeps coming. And people are like, we thought he was done. And he just like comes back to life as a zombie and just like keeps going and then like gets everyone. I was dead to the fact that they're like literally could not stop being like now to the oldest man on the grid, the oldest man of Formula One. We're heading over the to the oldest grave. dude ever. <laughs> We're heading over to the man from the grave. Fernando he's Alonso. Like, Alonso's gonna watch that back and hear them saying that. He's gonna look in the mirror and do the Jamie Lee Curtis from I'm Freaky the Crypt Keeper. I'm the Crypt Keeper. It was just so funny. We were like, we get it. He's old, okay, but he's also <laughs> crushing it. Look at he came in third yeah, like podium like for Alonso. Like it's so funny. No one can say shit about Alonso anymore. And I know we've said a lot of shit about Alonso, and I will continue. I mean, we can still say shit about Alonso. Yeah, but we can't deny that. But I don't mean it. He's actually he's good at what he does no he's great he, also like he's just got gun to his head constantly like we said that about the other week when he was like alpine or s martin has a championship driver in lance stroll and this whole weekend all he was doing what he was being a team player this yeah weekend. he was like, like where's lance how's lance it's lance and like at the end he's like i want to give a huge shout out to my teammate lance who did amazing out there today and i was like who is this man who is this team player it's like lawrence hired alonzo to be lance's friend literally <laughs> it's role models it's part of his contract he's like you also have to like be really nice to lance <laughs> it's literally role models it's the what is it, the broken wings foundation <laughs> jane lynch is like don't be a pervert <laughs> it's definitely Lance Stroll is whispering I kid McLovin <laughs> and Alonzo is Paul Rudd yeah and they just go yeah. LARPing together at the end of the season <gasps> okay Aston Martin please content creation pl- team please make Alonzo and Lando g- or Alonzo and Lance go LARPing together at some point this season like can we- I'll bring them like that can be that can be YouTube <laughs> content for us as we Kate and Nicole Two girls go LARPing with Fernando Alonso and I'm dead like in... Talk about my dream content. I was like, Talk say, about like personally my dream. Thinking about all of the drivers, like everyone on the grid at a renaissance fair or like a LARPing situation, that would be... I'm inviting them all to me and Nick's <laughs> Jack and Jill bachelor bachelorette party at the King Richards fair this year. I think they'll come. I'll, who do you, I'll plan okay. it on a weekend, like an off week. Who do you them. think is most likely to be into LARPing? Like, who would be, like, most excited to be like, I'm down to fucking LARP? Espono Khan. Yuki. I was going to say Yuki, or I feel like Nick DeVries would probably be into it, too. I feel like Kevin Magnuson would be like, that's that shit I like. Yeah. I could see him being into it. I don't Esteban is giving the vibes here for me. You know who would never get caught dead LARPing? Pierre. Pierre. <laughs> Pierre's like, I'd rather fucking die. Well, let's see. Carlos would lean super hard into it. I think, I think. Carlos like, he would, would yeah. just like go for it. I think Charles would fight it at first, but I think he would have a lot of fun. No, I don't think so. I think he would really like it because Charles, if there's one thing Charles does love, it's costume. He's just like always in costumes weirdly. And so like I feel like he would go he would like be into it like we saw in the Vegas video. He wants to tell us to think that he didn't choose that, but I know he chose that deep down. He's worn the banana costume. He's got those photos of him dressed as a gladiator. There's that weird video of him in like some other crazy outfit like dancing. So I'm like I feel like Charles would be like mm, an excuse to dress up. Let's go. I also think Lance would be really into it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Botas would crush a renaissance fair <laughs> yeah he would 
I would love him and Tiffany. He would be doing him like and Tiffany the would show up with the m- most insane fits. Yes, they would come as like like Tiffany would be like a wench, yeah. and Botas would be like a peasant, and they would just do like the beer chugging competitions. Like I think they would crush it. I think George and Carmen would be very serious about mm-hmm. it, and they would come in like extremely elaborate mm-hmm. costumes of like royalty yeah like they'd be like i'm king richard yeah. like i can see lando just like sitting in the corner eating a turkey leg yeah and you know who you know who another couple that would show up obviously alex and lily but they would do like the mythical creature costumes mm-hmm. like lily would have like the fairy ears mm-hmm. and so would alex and i feel like they would be like the mythical mythical creatures people at the Ren Fair. I'd pay to see that. God, I would pay so much money to go to the Renaissance Fair with the <laughs> Like, that would actually be my dream day. Like, I think, you like... You have a make-a-wish. You're wishing. My <laughs> wish is to go LARPing at the King Richard's Fair with every F1 driver. Lewis would show up as a king. Like, he'd show up in his king yes. outfit. He and George would both be like, we're Sorry. royalty, yeah. We're royalty here. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Obviously, if Danny was still on the grid, he'd show up as a jester because that's what he of is. Of course. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. Okay, back to, Sorry, back we to got the race a little from the weekend. Race. It was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. Just personally, Charles. Yeah, Do you? are you ready to so talk w- about it? It was going so well until it wasn't. It was going well because I, I wanted Max to win. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because we... For the season curse. opener curse mm-hmm. and charles was coming in second so i was like best case scenario max wins so he comes with p2 charles is second so he gets the most points other than the winner like loving this and then it was just like he just stopped yeah it was really sad i was, I was like, in the bathroom at that moment and i just heard groans from the living room and everyone was like no no and i was like oh no what did i miss and i they came out and they're like charles and I was like, oh, no. Every time. I just feel very upset about it for him. It's, well, it's kind of like a repeat of what happened to Max last year in Bahrain. <laughs> Similar thing that's happened. True. Maybe that's the good curse. So maybe we're seeing a balancing of power. Fingers crossed. I could be down with that. I just love <clears> to <throat> see him ride the Vespa because it's where he feels at home to be honest yeah it's really upsetting to me but what can i do about it yeah what can we do about it we're just we're hopeful also like carlos had a tough go at it as well he couldn't defend against alonzo there was he literally was like there was some really good racing though between the two of them which was good to see so like i think you know i was impressed with a lot of the midfield battles i think Mm -hmm, which is pretty standard as of the past couple of seasons I think they were, like, I don't think we saw Max once after, like, the first lap. They were like, he's 10 minutes ahead of everyone else, so we don't care about him. And, but I think, you know, there was a lot of good battles between, like, Yuki and Nick. And, obviously, (laughs) we saw Hulkenberg's fall from grace. He's He started sixth. We felt good about a Haas points in the first race, and then he just completely shit the bed. I don't know what happened with Hulkenberg, or I mean Magnuson, like where he didn't show up on this weekend. Like, where was he? He's usually pretty solid. Mercedes was so, so sad. Lewis at the end, who was like, we still have a lot of like pushing to go, and like, you know, I'm, I'm, 
excited to see where we can go as a team. And Toto was like, yeah, we fucked it again. And like, there is a lot of work that we need to do. And you're like, great, great. Red Bull, supremacy, George even said after the race. So dramatic. So dramatic. He was like, yep, Red Bull's going to win every single race this season. Like, get ready for it. Like, they're going to win. They should win, actually. And I was like, George, please have some positivity. George has given up. Have some faith. I know we were talking about this on Sunday. We were like, George like was so psyched to be joining Mercedes, who had been dominant for the past seven years. And then he shows up and they can't even put together a fucking car a that works. A single race. <laughs> so sad. And so he's sad. probably so frustrated. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was it was surely something. But we're not a race recap podcast, so. No, just our thoughts on the first weekend. That. First weekend. I can't wait for the next one. We'll be together. So it's going to be great. Eee! Where are we? But. What? Where are we? Is it Azerbaijan? Saudi Arabia? No. We are Jeddah. Which is where? Baku. No. Is it? No, I don't think so. We're really, really, really <laughs> big fans of F1. Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Okay. Yeah, we knew it. We knew we it. We knew it. They, we do they, to just... they end in Saudi Arabia too? No, they end in Abu Dhabi. Is that in Saudi Abu Dhabi? Where is Abu Dhabi? Saudi, Saudi Arabia? <laughs> is that in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> hmm. Abu Dhabi. Is that in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> you. <laughs> Once again, nothing is funnier than your friend saying one word a little bit wrong. Oh, words are hard today. Okay, happy Monday. <laughs> also, I know the fact that we're recording this on a Monday this week. Big things are going to happen tomorrow and Wednesday. Huge yeah, thing every time. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why we were always like, we need to do Tuesday so there's like less time in between. So I know, I know some shit's going to come out this week and we're going to be Shit's like, going to drop. Well, great fantastic if anything really big drops we'll just jump on the mic really quick tomorrow and do a quick five minute that's edition, true. and it'll be like music starts at the end and then it stops and then we're back that's true okay talking about some other you know fun stuff let's talk about some fun stuff you know we're always talking about fun stuff to be honest that's true something fun for us personally was our article that came out in the cut called the fangirlification of formula one by our new friend, Maria Sherman. And I literally think that, like, in all honesty and, like, sincerity, there is not a single article that I would have wanted to be a part of more than this one. I agree. It was just everything that I feel like we stand for, everything that, like, we have been trying to get across for three years yeah. now in one piece. And I feel like Maria was the perfect person to write that article yeah. because, like, she is a fangirl and she gets it. And, like, it was just so much fun to talk about her – not talk about her, talk to her about being a fangirl and fandom in general and talk about music and sports and, and how everything is really interconnected and, like – the hypocrisy that often co comes with sports. And, you know, I think it's it's interesting because when we were talking with her, it's like there's just such a similarity but difference between like what is respected as being a fan mm -hmm. and what's not. And so often it really just comes down to like gender mm -hmm. because you see in like huge sports games like the Super Bowl, whatever – like fandoms team 
loses, they're going to riot. Like, right. everyone always says it. They're like, okay, they're going to lose. Like, this city is going to burn down tonight. Even if they win. Be... Yeah, if they win, it's like they're going to be so excited. They're going to their so freaking light poles so that people don't climb up them. Yeah, like, it's – and it's like people are like, okay – maybe that's extreme but it's still acceptable and like that's normal and like yeah, it's soccer in the world or like you know what is around the whole world except for america called football like you always see stuff like that like people are getting in actual fist fights over these sports mm-hmm. and like mostly male fans and like you see people photos just know of it. them the men crying in the stands when their people yeah. score goals or you know get injured and yeah. it's like and then but like the minute a female fan of anything exhibits the same kind of reaction to anything the immediate response is just dismissing it as being a crazy fangirl and like you're crazy you're neurotic you're like overly obsessed like it's not accepted right. and it's like the similarities it's almost parallel but yet one is accepted and one is not right. and so it was like very fun i think to talk about that whole concept with Maria and then be like, here's how we feel. And it was like so fun. And I like, I really just feel like honored. I, f- I know that's like so cliche, but I, f- like, I feel honored that our voices were yeah. able to be a part of that story. And I think what was different about this article too, is that it wasn't like, a, oh, just look at these fangirls. Like, here's what's happening. It was more like for an argument about, the positivities of Mm -hmm. fangirls in this space and like how it's starting to catch on and why it's important and not so much just like, Oh, these crazy girls, like they're being fangirls and like, here's what's going on. It felt like an ode to the F1 fangirls. And that was like really, really important to me. And I think what was great and what separates it from other articles I've seen along these lines and like other arguments that people make, in terms of fangirls is this didn't seem like it was coming from a business lens. Right. It wasn't like looking at fangirls through a business lens of like, oh, and we, everyone can profit off of fangirls. Like they run the economy. Like those are all very valid points. But this one was like about fangirls as told by fangirls written by someone who is like a self-proclaimed fangirl. It was very much like a culture piece yeah. rather than like an academic look right. at the culture of being of of fangirls it was just about like being it rather than studying it observing it which is i feel like where a lot of people are looking at fangirls right now and and i feel like people know that like you're just trying to profit off of us and like i'm not gonna fall for that yeah and i think i was honestly surprised that there was not more negative backlash from that article and i I don't know if it's just because it didn't reach those audiences because the cut is like a very female-centric kind of uh, Mm um like website and like media platform but i was like genuinely surprised that there was not like even i was like being tagged on linkedin with by like strangers to be like oh like loved this quote like from so and so and like i was like okay this is kind of crazy and then none of it was like negative <laughs> yeah no exactly even my when i texted you that photo from my therapist email when she was like hey came across I was reading some articles this morning and I came across the fangirl article and I was, you know, I was talking to her today and she was like, I, you know, I thought, oh, maybe Nicole will be in this article. And then I read it and you were in there and I was like, oh, it makes me so happy that (laughs) this is my brand. I know. I know. Like even my 
manager slacked me about it because I sent it to her and obviously like I'm in PR. So if anyone's going to understand the magnitude of us being in an article in the cut, it's going to be my PR manager. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you and Nicole's quotes, mic drop, like so good. Those sound bites are incredible. And I was like, fuck yeah. Are we knowledgeable? We're we're subject matter experts. We are subject matter experts. Don't forget it. Don't you forget it. That's our title. Don't wear it out. Um, New business cards. <laughs> F- F1 fangirl subject matter experts. Another thing okay. that was important that happened this week is we have an F1 fantasy league. Yeah, we now, do. Now, I know you're not really particular in it because you're too busy. I am already in one in work. Like I, I'm so bad at fantasy. I was just like, I can't do this to myself again. I can't be in too many things. But I want you to know we have like 1,500 teams. I know in our league, and I'm currently in position 266 out of 1,500. So not doing <laughs> that bad, but I'm not doing that great. My we're allowed to have three teams in this league. Yeah. Up to three. You don't have to do three. My three team names are Pierre Gasly's cross chain, Danny for seat two in 2023, and Sonoda Sluts. I stole that from Love you. Love that. Thank you. I was like, whoa, give credit. Um, bitch. But I will say. Wait, Danny for second seat two in 2023? Yeah. I want him to. So this year? Yeah, I want Checo out and I want Danny in. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we have some really, really good team names. hit me with Team them. names. One Dungeons and Daddies. We have Nico Rosberg's fake tan. Adele Dezim. Someone had blood orange. It's red. Shut up. And I was like, who did this? This was a deep cut. Let's see. Daddy Stroll's sugar baby. Max and Cheese. The Axis of Evil. Let's see who's on their team. (laughs) Max Verstappen, Fernando Alonso, George Russell, Lance Stroll, and Logan Sargent. Incredible. (laughs) Oh, that is so funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't have time to read all 1,500 of these, but congratulations on the first week. We have... Yeah, who's in the top spot? Annie Team 1, and she has 365 points. Okay, classic name, very simple, short, sweet, to the point. Annie Team 1 is ready to go. She's like, I'm not wasting my time coming up with a fun name. I'm just going for this. No, she didn't waste any time. She's here to win. And any team one is here to win. Her team, Fernando Alonso, Pierre Gasly, Max Verstappen, Carlos Sainz, and Alex Albon. And she has Red Bull and Aston Martin as her constructors. And she had 2X on Alonso. So she Damn. she picked well this she week. She crushed it. But I would love for people to drop their anyone who's in this league, or if you're in another league and you have a really good F1 fantasy team name. I want to see them in the comments of our Instagram post because I think coming up with fantasy team names is like an art and I really appreciate them. If you, okay. (laughs) Well, do you, do you play fantasy football or anything? I did a few years ago, but I'm so bad at, like, I just can never remember to change my teams. I don't like, I'm just not. Well, you and I were on a team with Nick the other year. Well, yeah, we had Nick do everything for us. Exactly, which is I'm like I I'm... we were we were like co coaches. Yeah, we were like substitute. Coaches. Yeah, Nick was um, Nick was head coach and we were assistant coaches. Yeah, so I'm just like fantasy's not my jam, and I know that about myself. I think F1 fantasy is a little easier because we don't really necessarily have to change it every week if we don't want to. Yeah, um, depending on like how much cost cap you have. 
but like you can stick with the same people of the whole season you know i'm bad with money you know like finances are not my thing so like any sort of idea of having to stick within like costs and stuff not my jam (laughs) not not for me i appreciate it but i'm like count me out i just my f my fantasy football team like is just the best and so that's the only reason i play um Mm -hmm. as the wide receivers it just can't be beat so you can't be beat and that's the only reason why i play fantasy football is because i have the best the best team name so we'll see where you do we'll see where i end up i think i'm gonna say right here on official like whoever comes in first will get a driver shirt from us so hell yeah in our league so guys better pay attention and you better start working on your teams because there will be prizes for the top team she sends one to the number one loser too (laughs) the toilet bowl like i lost (laughs) the two girls on formula f1 fantasy league yes i think that that's good we'll have riley whip up a loser shirt for you whoever comes in last people are gonna want to come in last though because who wouldn't want i lost a tg1 a fantasy league (laughs) you're gonna have to try really hard to lose i think is what we're saying on that one yeah you're gonna actively have to pick the worst people every week may the odds be in your favor may the force be with you nice thanks Okay, enough about Fantasy League. Like I said, we turned on the pre-show two hours early on Sunday. And what little tidbit of content did we get? Louis taking a lie detector test. Oh, the lie detector <laughs> test. It's so funny because, like, I know that Lewis can be funny. Yes. Sometimes that he just, like, I'm like, this could had potential to be really funny. And there were a couple moments that were funny, but I was just like, it's tried really hard to make lewis like a funny guy i think so he was just like too earnest with all of his answers that like the only funny part was they're like they're like do you like the attention and like being famous and he was like no and they're like he's like okay or when he was like can you beat george russell in the arm wrestling contest and he said and he yes. said yeah and then they were like <laughs> they said, that's a lie. or they're like have you ever peed in your car yeah. and he's like no and they're like you're lying but then he did admit to it he said i did it once Oh, I thought you said I might have done it once, oh, but I can't remember. Yeah, um, it was just it. Was, I was like, "What is in Lewis's contract that he has to do that? Is this going to be a reoccurring project that's going to be on? Is everyone going to have to take a lie detector test? And yeah. also, why did they just copy Vanity Fair? Yeah, but also, who was it when? Oh no, it was really funny when they were like, "Have you do listen to Ted's Notebook or have you ever watched?" Yeah, Ted's have you Notebook? watched Ted's Notebook? He's like, "What is?" He's that? like, "What is that?" And I was like, "It is giving Kiki Palmer's." Sorry to this man. If I saw him walking I, down the street, I wouldn't know who he was. I do not know this man. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know a single thing. I was like, "That's <laughs> Lewis right now." Literally, <laughs> I thought it was good. And then you brought up a good point where he lied and said that he didn't watch the Kardashians. Even he though- said he didn't watch the Kardashians, and I said your wife is on that show. Your wife is on that show, Louis. I know you're lying. I know you're lying. And if you aren't lying, you should be watching it because you need to be keeping up with Kimberly. You, you need, need to, to know what to talk Kimberly. to her about on your first date. You have to know her likes and her dislikes. Yeah, so you can swoon her, okay? You gotta swoon her. Sweep her off her feet. You can, I don't know, are the kids, I haven't watched the new season, are the are the kids on the show, you can pick up things yeah. that they like, so you can bring them gifts as their stepdad? Like, aka, all you have to do is be in a TikTok with North. Literally. And you're in. You're in. 
Kim's gonna pay you to hang out with her child like a circus clown. That's like what she does now. Like North the minute will I see TikTok. Lewis Hamilton in a Northwest tag tag, <laughs> I will lose my fucking mind. I will be like, that's enough internet for me for the rest of my life. I shall it be. It will quitting. be everything. It'll be everything to me. You will never see this face on the internet again if that happens. <laughs> no, I'm obsessed. So to with all it. the trolls um, out there, if you're listening and you want us off the internet, go ahead and just try and get Lewis and Northwest in a TikTok together. That that'll do it. That'll do it. That's our Achilles heel right there. <laughs> I'm screaming. Uh. Also, I don't know if you saw this weekend. Ted interviewed Botaz. He was like, "Oh, you're look." He's like, "You look like you lost some weight. Like you, you're looking skinny." One, Ted, why? Ted, we don't two, comment on people's bodies. Two, right, get it together. He is a like international athlete at the peak of motorsport. He should be looking fit. No disrespect to Max. Three. <laughs> Don't get the people going, Nicole. Don't get them going. Three. I already poked the bear when I said I wanted the season opener curse to last. Three. He was like, well, I'm an athlete and I work out a lot. So yeah, that's he's like, I'm just like fit and healthy. But it did come out where Ted had apologized for making comments about Botas because it came out recently. Botas said, you know, I, it, I didn't necessarily like, it wasn't a, what is the word when you're like diagnosed? diagnosed thank you. He's like, it wasn't diagnosed as an eating do- disorder officially, but like I trained to the point of pain. Like I was not eating. I wanted to be at like my preferred weight to be like high performing and like really just put a lot of strain on my body. And he's like, you know, I started working with a therapist to get in a better place mentally. He's talked about his process with mental health struggles. And I think it recently came out where he also was like, I've struggled deeply with my body (laughs) and now I'm in a really good place. And so Ted did apologize. He saw those comments and he was like, I, you know, I should have never have said that. Like, I didn't realize he's like, but regardless of whether or not that had happened, like, I realized like I shouldn't be making those comments anyway. And I was like, that is really big of Ted. That is what we anyone that's what the only thing anyone wants out of an apology is like an actual apology and like acknowledge not making excuses, not like, well, I didn't know that about him. So like, how was I supposed to know? It's like, you know, regardless, I shouldn't have probably said that. And like, Love that. Yeah. Love that. And he was like, you know, I, I talked to his team and I, I'm going to clear it up with him the next time I see him and apologize. And I was like, all right, Ted, I appreciate I appreciate the lengths that you're going through to yeah. know, make amends on this because it just wow. it sets a standard, I think, for everyone else, all Absolutely. other kind of media personnel to to, you know, step up and when they're having these conversations. And so I really, really respect that out of Ted. I respect that. And that makes me really sad for Valtteri. But he said, I'm happy and healthy and in a good spot now. So, and it shows. Yeah, it really really does show. But I mean, you know what it's like to go through something like that. And so been there, been there, felt that. So happy to know that he is on the other side. Me too. Sad to know that it was something he had to come out the other side of, but hopeful for everyone that there always is a light at the end of the tunnel and you will get to the point of being your best healthiest both mentally and physically spiritually emotionally peak emotionally amen religiously (laughs) whatever you want truly astronomically astrologically (laughs) okay do we have anything else from 
Bahrain weekend? Uh, I mean, I think, is it time for the girls' room? No, I think it's time for the girls' room. Because I got Bahrain stuff from the girls' room. That's for damn sure. Let's go. All right, it's time for the girls' room, in which I educate Nicole on the F1 wags. My favorite time of the week. We had several wags in the paddock this week, some noticeable absentee, Mm -hmm. Um, but we'll get into it. We're going to go one by one. So, Carmen was surprisingly in the paddock. I know. I was surprised. She came out last week. She posted, it was late last week. She posted it was on, on Instagram Friday. Friday that she has been, she had gone to the hospital a couple times for seizures mm-hmm. and bouts of epilepsy, which is what causes seizures. And so, and she was like, you know, she's doing okay, but she's going to be taking time to rest and recover with her friends and family and George. And so a lot of people were wondering like, oh, that must stink that for George that he's like not able to be there with her. But she was in the paddock in Bahrain, which makes me think that she was likely in Bahrain when this happened. Mm-hmm. Like I I would think that she was likely there for the week. I don't think she would have traveled after that, mm-hmm. which I feel like makes it even scarier for her if, if she was in like a different country, a different place. But happy to see that she, you know, looked okay, was feeling good enough to go to the race and to the different days um, and she killed her outfits. on track and her outfits looked incredible <laughs> she was like i'm not letting these seizures hold me back so you know obviously sending our well wishes to carmen and hoping that she continues to feel better and that if this is something new that they can kind of check out what's going on and hopefully help her avoid those situations yeah. not sure if this is something that she's dealt with for a long time or if this is new but um Keeping her she feels better. in our well Keeping wishes. Keeping her thoughts. Yeah. Next wag that was in the paddock, Issa, mm-hmm. our girl. Love to see her in the paddock. She wore a dress for day. And I just feel like she doesn't wear a ton of dresses all no. the time. Especially in the past, like, At least, seasons, like, casual like, dresses. Like, she'll wear one yes. on, like, a night out. Like, a gown. She's known yes, for her totally. I just night out dresses, paddock. but yeah. I feel like the paddock, especially for the past couple seasons, she's been very casual, like jeans and a, t- a blouse or like shorts and a, and a top with sandals. But like this one, she wore like a maxi dress. It looked incredible. Was I just love to see her. She had a little spawn con. Thing. Little spawn con. con sunglasses. Mm-hmm. So love to see her doing her thing in the paddock. She obviously had her laptop with her because she's just like, I do my own work here. We're always working. Just tip tapping away on that laptop. Kelly was in the paddock. Was she? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't see any photos of her. I thought she was in like Paris or something. No, I think there was photos of her. I think she was at least there for race. Okay. I think she's usually there for race day. Sometimes she'll be there for the full weekend. Sometimes she just comes for the race. But I think she's usually there on the race race day. Andrea was there, which was cute because Fernando got his podium. She's obviously there because she works. She's a she's a journalist in the F1 space. So she was obviously there. But I think it's always kind of fun to see them in the paddock mm-hmm. interacting because like she'll also like post video. Like she posted an Instagram story and she was like the most popular man in the paddock and it was Alonzo and she was like in the back and it's funny I'm like you can't even get up to your own boyfriend like it was just cute and then she posted at the podium ceremony so yeah well over the weekend Lily and I were discussing we were like we don't we haven't seen Andrea and Alonzo interact since like New Year's and so we were like feeling a little iffy about their relationship status Mm -hmm. like we were like haven't really seen any content from them lately but 
Then on like race day, I think she posted a photo of her outside of his garage. And so we were like, okay, that seems Well, they positive. arrived together on quality day. Mm. And, and then and I think practice day. Like I think they arrived together both days. And then she obviously posted that video of them hugging afterwards. Yeah. And so I was like, well, obviously we are not on watch for these two. We're not on watch. At watch all. is off. The oh, next cool. person Maybe we are on watch. We've talked about it and I'll get there in a Okay. I'm talking about the wags in the paddock. Sorry, first. Okay, please don't sorry. take over my segment. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. The next person that was in the paddock, back in the paddock, I should say, Nico Hulkenberg's wife. I do not know how to say her name. Egle, Ayla, Ayla, maybe I don't know. Eight, 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 she eight. Did. Left no crumbs. This woman was here to stay. She said, "I'm back. Don't you fucking forget about me." And she came and so hard. Like I just, I. She looked so good. I have no words for how good she looked. Those pants that were like basically kind of assless chaps. Incredible. With the blazer, I was like, you are giving. Every single day, she looked incredible. Also, it's Egglay. Egglay? Okay. Egglay. My new fucking, my new Mintu, I kind of think. Like, she's Mm. like, she came for the paddock fashion crown. Carmen better watch out. Yeah, she showed up and showed up. Carmen better watch out. We also saw Lily Zneimer, who is Oscar's girlfriend. Oscar's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. She's just a little cutie. Mm -hmm. Like, she just looks so sweet and nice. Mm -hmm. I love her already. She's private, so we don't really know too much about her, unfortunately. Almost anything about her, but she's a little cutie. Yeah. Like, I just want to pinch her little cheeks. She's so cute. I put Kelly on here twice. Kelly's there. You know who we also saw? Nick DeVries brought his sister. Yes, he did. Who is? So we are. Who is George Russell's ex? And apparently, she was seeing Max for a little bit too. <gasps> hmm. So drama. So ex a little interpatic, interpatic mingling. So, Love that. but apparently, Nick's in his slut era because him and his girlfriend recently broke up. I think it's unconfirmed, but that's what people are. Those are the rumors, yeah, running around is that they broke up and. He's in his slut era, and you want to know what? Yuki needed another person in their slut era on his team. Is, do we th- is Yuki still with his girlfriend? We I haven't heard much Yuki about her. Yuki mentioned literally one time that he had a girlfriend and has never said anything about it again. We know nothing. So, TBD. Yuki, can you just let us know? Tell like, us. I don't have to know who she is, but I just need to know, like, are you happy in happy. love or, like, what's up? Yeah, I Are you also know. in your slut era? That's all I want to know. I just need to know. <laughs> and then the last wag in the paddock this weekend was Louise, who is K-Mag's wife, mm-hmm. with their little baby, Laura. She was really cute. So freaking cute. I love like, her. I can't. I love to see when a little she put baby on the in little, the paddock. When she put on the little headphones, mm-hmm. I was dead. She's so, so adorable. I, like, love their little family. I feel like they're very much giving, like, the new Reikonans. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, like, Laura is, like, little Rihanna. Yeah. So cute. Just so Though. blonde. She'll never replace Mintu. Never. <laughs> never. Sorry. No one could. Sorry. No one could. I hate to, I hate to burst The Walmart that version. <laughs> we love you, but also like Mintu wears the crown. Always. But yeah, speaking of people who could be, we are on watch for, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, are seriously, seriously, seriously on watch for Elena and Esteban. I just feel like unless- They haven't like, been seen together unless in a while. However, Elena though- did not post a single thing about the race. They haven't been seen together. She wasn't at the car launch. She wasn't at this. 
I just and it looks like she's she's not doing much. like I think she's just like on holiday right now. I don't know. So I'm really on watch for them. I I'm really on watch. The thing for them. is, is I looked recently and like Esteban had liked this was last week on the podcast. Yes, I know. He so he liked her most recent photo that was out eight hours ago. So okay. I think if they were on the outs, he wouldn't have liked it. They're all just they're just so weird. Them two are so weird because they will go months without posting each other or like doing anything, and then all of a sudden they're like on like a press tour together. Yeah, I mean he's been bizarre. liking her stuff, so like I'm not like on a full full watch. I'm on like a baby watch, like. Mm. I'm watching. Maybe he's trying to My get her back. Do you think maybe she broke up with him? Or My she's like, I need though. some space. I don't know. But either way, we're watching. Either way, I'm watching a little bit. And then there was a little bit of um Yeah, we got drama. some of this a lot this weekend. Yeah. So Charlotte Cine, Charles's ex-girlfriend, posted a photo on her Instagram story of her watching the race on Sunday. And people were very quick to comment on what the photo was. And it was a photo of the Red Bull car with the quote, with the words, let's go mm-hmm. on it. And, you know, she pretty quickly, I can only imagine that that she got so many DMs about it. Yeah. But she pretty quickly posted another story and said, I'm still supporting Ferrari, but like, did I really have to say that? Mm-hmm. Like, so might have been stirring the pot a little bit. Might have been like a, you know, what, what we said when she was wearing the Ferrari belt. Right. The other week, like just stirring the pot a little bit, being like, don't forget that I used to be here. Don't forget I was a Ferrari wag. So a little bit funny, a little bit shit stirring. You know what? Charlotte is keeping us entertained and I appreciate her for that. She keeps us on our toes. She said, you guys, like we've, we've said toes. before, she's not... She's not going out of the discourse. She said, I'm yeah. going out kicking and screaming and you will not forget about me. Never. And that's it for the girls room, huh? That is Pretty uneventful it. week. Yeah, it was. That's okay. As long as, you know, everyone's happy. Okay. Time for Manifest Minute? All right. We are doing a Manifest Minute today for our listener named Monica. Monica is requesting a successful defense of her thesis. She's in her last semester of her last year of graduate school for a master's in kinesiology. And at the end of this month, she is having it completely edited, submitted, and all of that and ready to be defended and published. So she just wants us to get give her some good vibes on this. I'm feeling the good vibes. You're feeling the good vibes already? Mm-hmm. I love that. So I guess if everyone could just take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. All right. We're going to picture our friend Monica. She is working really hard on her thesis In my, in my mind's eye, it's Monica Geller. Because <laughs> okay. I don't know what she looks like. Okay. Yeah, I guess if you want to picture Monica Geller, go for it. So Monica is writing her thesis. She is editing it. She is submitting it. She has until the end of this month, and she just feels really good about it. Maybe she's even going to be able to submit it early. That's how good she feels about it. And it's, you know, when she submits it, she knows she's going to defend it, and then it's getting published. Woohoo! That's very exciting. 
name in print your published woman. So let's all think about her doing this and we are just going to put all of our good energy into making this the best thesis that's ever been written and defended. And she's working really hard. We are just giving her all of the confidence that she is going to do a great job. And at the end of this month, after everything is signed, sealed, and delivered, she has a great defense of her thesis. She passes grad school with flying colors and she's a published author and we are so proud of her and to know that she is part of this community we are all standing up and applauding her we're crying a little bit we're so proud we're so happy and monica regardless of how everything goes we know it's going to go amazing but regardless you have done something so difficult and so impressive to even get to your last year your last semester of grad school for a master's in kinesiology and you should be very proud of yourself Mm -hmm. regardless of the outcome here so and we are all proud of you for that i want everyone to seal this in with a big deep breath in a deep breath out and we're going to move forward in the timeline that monica is going to have a very successful thesis defense she's published she's graduating and as always in order to seal in this good karma you have to go and pass it forward so do something nice for someone make someone's day give a compliment Call your mom, call your dad, tell them you love them, give a hug to the people in your life that deserve your love, and know that if you help to manifest positivity for someone else, you are also manifesting positivity for yourself in your own life. Retweet. Retweet. And that's the end of Manifest Minute. Thank you all for participating, and thank you all for joining us on our journey this week. It's been a journey. It's been fun. The next episode will be coming to you live from Brooklyn with the two girls. So stay tuned for some chaotic energy next week. Cause you stay know, it will be, tuned. it will be good. We'll do this like during the day at some point, because those are always our most. Chaotic yeah. We episodes. have, we got a lot of energy and we just go, maybe we do our hot girl walk podcasting. I was literally <laughs> Nicole just going to say, should we just bring our microphones on our hot girl walk, film ourselves on our camera? Uh, if I could figure out how to do that, then yes, stay tuned. Okay, but until then, on. until then, we'll go- we'll see you guys on the internet. See you on the internet. Bye. Bye. Bye.